What up, everybody? Happy fucking Thursday. Welcome uh, again to Suck It Podcast here on Rock Rage Radio and everywhere podcasts are found. So please enjoy the, sh- the show tonight on a Thursday, a fucking Friday Eve. We got a good fucking band lined up for you. A little bit of a little bit harder than we've had this week. So that's always fucking fun to have some of the the death core, the you know metalcore um, stuff kind of pushed to the side, but just have some straight raw, you know, heavy heavy shit. So I hope you guys are ready for this shit, especially leading into a Friday, and uh, we got some good stuff to talk about. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and get this shit started now, shall we? If you are struggling, do not isolate. If you're feeling hopeless, reach out to somebody. If you're feeling helpless, know that you are not alone in your daily struggles. Your life is important. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. You matter. And now, suck it podcast. And welcome everybody to Suck It. I am the great and powerful king of kings. Emperor of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck are we doing today on this beautiful November 11th of the year that is 2021? Shit. This year's going by quick again, man. I haven't been saying that for a couple weeks, but we're three weeks out from today on Thanksgiving. What the hell is that about? Man, this shit's going way too fucking fast. No, not three weeks. We're two weeks out from fucking Thanksgiving today. Holy shit. I lost track of time. Oh, yeah, two weeks out. Are you all ready? I fucking, I'm not. Thank God I'm going to my girlfriend's parents' house because I ain't ready for shit. But, um, guys, the end of the year is upon us, and we are a little less than a month out from our annual Toys for Tots benefit going on December 8th at HMAC in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, headlined by the band Neverwake. It is going to be an amazing fucking concert. Amazing fucking night. The Marines will be there. Everything is going down that night in Harrisburg. It's going to be fucking phenomenal. So if you live anywhere in the area of Harrisburg, Pittsburgh, you know, anywhere in Pennsylvania, I don't give a fuck, you know, Maryland, wherever, come out. Tickets are only 25 bucks with 100% of the proceeds going to Toys for Tots. We will also be a Toys for Tots drop-off location, so please bring a toy if you can as well, as um, as well as your ticket, just to help as many fucking kids as we can to take this um, the burden off of some parents this year. You know, with that mental health message that we have on a daily basis, you know, this is just one more stressor that we can help people with. So please get your tickets now. Um, tickets are at the um, the website, um, at my website, theblackrosemedia.com, on the front page. Right there, just click that link and go buy your tickets, theblackrosemedia.com. Please, 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 you won't regret it. Again, five fucking amazing bands headlined by the band Neverwake. So, now that the plugs are out of the way, tonight I bring you a band that is getting ready to release uh, their, their full length, their next full length on December 3rd. And so far they have two singles out from that um, that album. And they are both fucking amazing fucking bangers. So before we get to the interview, we're going to go ahead and play one of the first ones that was released. The song Perverse Dominion by the band Genocide Pact.
now the band genocide pact what is going on man how are you hey not bad how are you doing dude i am fucking fantastic i just had a great song in my ear how do you think i feel oh (laughs) (laughs) incredible i imagine (laughs) yeah that was like the third or fourth time i've heard that song today it's fucking tastic i love that shit Oh man, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's a fun one. Um, well, so far the first two songs, I mean, um, and the other one we're gonna play later, but those those two are fucking just heavy as fuck. And you know, you guys used your pandemic time well. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah, it gave us a little extra time to, uh, you know, write some heavy riffs. Now, did you guys have this um, written before the pandemic, or did you guys write it during? We started writing it, like, very shortly before the pandemic. Um, and then kind of, yeah, kind of used the uh, world shutting down as an opportunity to, you know, make lemonade out of lemons. Kind of... Um, yeah, just kind of bunkered down during those really brutal months, you know, like March, April, May. Like, you know, we did a lot of writing during the most um, kind of, like, uncertain part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we were finished writing by October. So, yeah, like, between March and October was um, when we uh, – did the bulk of the writing some of it some some ideas we had before the pandemic and and kind of hard to remember what was before but definitely um we spent a lot of time writing uh when there was nothing else to do now did you guys um record the traditional way or did you kind of come up with your own way of recording like a lot of the other bands have like I know some bands were using Discord, they were using Dropbox, they were using Google Drive, they were using this, they were using that, and sending shit back and forth and recording at home and doing, or, you know, recording some stuff at home, recording stuff up at the, you know, the studio. How did you guys record this? Uh, We did it the more traditional way. Um, We're too stupid to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) Just uh, sharing images on Google Drive is a hard enough time for us. You'd think that we're all like seventy-year-olds, uh, given our um, our interaction with technology as a band. But um, yeah, we recorded with our friend Kevin Bernson in Baltimore, um, and we were all masked up the whole time. Uh, that was that, that was pre-vaccine era. Um, but yeah, we went to the, we spent about I want to say like ten days to two weeks. If I remember correctly, tracking instruments and then a month or two later, tracked vocals. Nice. Where are you guys based out of? Washington, D.C. Man, I wish I would have known that because I'm like 45 minutes from you. Oh, really? Where are you? I'm in Frederick, Maryland. You're in Frederick? No kidding. Yeah. yeah we played Frederick a bunch. We played um, Cafe 611 a couple times. Yep, I'm actually getting ready to head there um, in a couple weeks to go see a band out of um, where out of North Carolina named War. Um, good friends of mine. Uh, oh, cool! And um, someone else is coming there too in the next couple weeks. I need to go check out. Um, but yeah, Cafe, Cafe Six Eleven is a that's a hot place here in Frederick. Yeah, there's been some crazy shows that have come through there. Surprisingly um, enough, yeah. yeah. I grew up in Maryland, and I all of a sudden shows started happening in frederick and i was was, was surprised it's awesome yeah normally we have to go to like silver springs or baltimore yeah yeah but i I love the film war and i love baltimore soundstage so you know those are that's fine to go to as well yeah hey my uh my dogs are uh fighting each other i'm gonna take this upstairs (laughs) you know it happens i have three cats and and a dog so you know sometimes it sounds like a fucking tornado is going off my house yeah, <laughs> yeah, they probably need to go out. Um, yeah, we played with a. I want to say we played with I Hate God and Chromex Cafe Six Eleven. I just talked to I Hate God last week. Oh no, kidding! Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, that's 
one of my favorite bands. Yeah, fucking good group of guys. Yeah, I talked yeah, to them. Definitely. Yeah, they were in uh, where were they at? In Toledo, I think they were. And they're getting ready to play. <laughs> they're getting ready to play that night because um, they're on that tour with Guar right now. And uh, they talked to oh, me yeah. in, in between. They talked to me in between uh, sound check. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but it, no, they're a great bunch of dudes. I mean, fuck. I mean, anytime I get a chance to talk to a legendary band that uh, has been around for thirty plus years, man, that's that's uh, an honor and a privilege right there. Yeah, yeah that's. That, I wouldn't even know where to start interviewing them. So. It, awesome. it it was a it was a. I went into it like any other conversation, just, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good place to start. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I don't I don't pre-plan interviews. I really don't. I like to go in blind. So, like, you know, I've, I've heard of you guys before, but I've never heard you guys before. So, the you know, when I got the press release and I had the opportunity to, to interview you guys, I did no research on you at all. Um, I listened to the two uh-huh. songs, and that was it. Um, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because I, I, everything I want to know about you guys is gonna, I'm gonna learn from your mouth, and <laughs> I, I have, yeah. I have extremely bad ADHD, and if I know the answers to the right, questions right. before I ask them, it's, it's like it, I don't, I'm not invested. But if I'm just, right, if, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So if I, if I'm genuinely, you know, curious, and I'm going through my head, going, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? Then I'm like, okay, we're gonna have a great fucking conversation. But if I know too much, it's not gonna go well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I understand that. So ADD myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a fucked up thing to have, but in the music business, it's a good thing to have. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. It does does some favors from time to time. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I can only imagine. Well, I haven't done it in a while, but sit down to write a riff, and then while you're writing one riff, you know, another image comes into your head, and like, oh, what about this one? And then you're like, all of a sudden, you're merging two together, and it's like, no, that's not what I wanted to do. Um, but I used to have that yeah. problem hardcore back in the day. Yeah, you know, that's kind of my role in the band as being the guy that's just like ADD and shitting out riffs. And the other guys have a little more uh, organized minds. So, um, you know, they help uh, reel it in a little bit. And that's a good thing, too, because, I mean, everyone needs that balance. I mean, I am, if it wasn't for Google Calendar and, you know, different things that I do, I would be completely unorganized. I would have no sense of organization at all. Um, but like my girlfriend on the other hand is like completely OCD about planning and this and that and this and that. And it just makes life a whole hell of a lot easier. Um, so, you know, having, you know, other guys in the band to help you along the lines like that has got to be a, has got to be a help. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I wouldn't be able to do like a one man band or anything. I'm just like too scatterbrained. (laughs) You know, there's absolutely nothing fucking wrong with that, though. So, you know, it is what no. it is. No, not, not at all. Because I'm right there with you, man. I Yeah, it's it sucks sometimes. Really fucking does. Yeah. So, um, you got the new album coming out December 3rd. How are you guys uh, feeling about it right now? Oh, we're pretty excited. Uh, it's been done for a while, so it's kind of, we've been in that. You know, time where we're really excited to release something and then it starts taking a while and you're just waiting. So I, I'm ready for it to come out. I think it's our, um, I think it's our best one yet. So, um, yeah, excited to see if people like it, you know, and if they don't, fuck it. <laughs> we yeah. like it. So. Yeah. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. I mean, I had a conversation with, I think it was with, um, with I hate God um, about this exact same subject. Um, you know, I was listening to an interview on, uh, liquid metal on Sirius XM, uh, with, uh, Matt Heafy of, uh, Trivium. And, uh, oh, yeah. and he was saying, you know, that when they went into this, um, album, uh, the new one, uh, in the court of the dragon, he was like, we're, we went in there and we started writing music for us. And that sounds sh- selfish, but we wanted to write music that sounds good to us. And if nobody else likes it, oh, fucking well, we want to listen to it. So, and sometimes that's the best way to listen, you know, to write an album. Because if you write something that is you and truly you, regardless of, you know, what other people say, you're, at the end of the day, you're still going to be proud of it because it was you. 
Totally. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's enough people writing music for the masses out there. And metal's not supposed to be for the masses. Metal's supposed to be for us. You know, you know, it's supposed to be for the long haired, skinny jean, you know, denim jacket wearing fuckers with the long beard and beard beads. (laughs) You know, and that's that's I mean, and there's other versions of us as well, but that's what it's for. It's not for the masses. I mean, if it was, you know, it'd be a, a completely different story. We would we would all sound like Taylor's fucking Swift, and that's not cool either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she has her place, but definitely not on this side of the genre. <laughs> uh, who knows? You know, maybe she'll do a good death metal album. Yeah. Nope, I, I'm I'm sticking with my bet on Miley Cyrus doing a, a metal album. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the tides will turn. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel Miley Cyrus is going to be the new queen of metal eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely won't be Taylor Swift. Uh, if that if that happens, hell will freeze over. Lemmy will come back from the dead and just, just take us all back to hell with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's how I feel about it. He'll be like, yeah, we, we, we have no place for you on this planet anymore. Let, let's just go. Um, that's not cool. Um, <laughs> so why, um, how long have you guys been sitting on this album? Uh, how, when did it get finished? Uh, I think we finished tracking the end of 2020. So um, why do you, uh, why'd you sit on it for this long? Uh, mixing and mastering and artwork and all that. Uh, all, all like the, like the last mile took a long time. Gotcha. So it wasn't a, oh, you know, we can't go out and tour right now, so let's just sit on it? Or it was just a, it was just literally part of the process? Yeah, the, yeah, pretty much. It, I, I feel like that always happens. Um, and, and I guess, I mean, it, it, we didn't sit on it because we wanted to wait until we could tour again but i mean given that bands weren't touring or or even playing shows yet at that point the sense of urgency to get it out wasn't as um intense as it would have been you know prior to covid so it, it was you know back when we were touring a lot on the last couple albums um it, it was kind of like, all right, like we need to get this out so we can go on this tour and blah, blah, blah. There was a, like a more rigid schedule where it's like the whole world's still kind of shut down. You know, who gives a fuck? So that, that was kind of the thing with this is we didn't, we didn't rush really any aspect of this album. Um, and in the past, I feel like we always had. Um, because, you know, you say you want take your time and, and do everything perfectly but then it's like you also don't want to be like the band that's like exists in some guy's brain in his mom's basement and he has this perfect album in his mind but it's never gonna get released because it's never perfect enough um you know so at some point this shit has to get done but yeah. uh I, i'd say we did take our time with this one and um there weren't any songs that we felt we had to like rush as far as writing goes, um, we went back and forth on artwork for, for quite a while. And, and even though it was like tedious and at times, you know, annoying or frustrating, like we wound up with an album cover that we really like. And so everything, we took time to, to hammer out a record that we really wanted to be proud of. Um, so. Yeah, and that fucking album cover is fucking badass. Thanks, man. Yeah, it, it looks I'm, so I'm good, sure. so good. Um, you know, there's I, I'm looking at it and I'm going, man. There's so much symbolism in that, you know. And you could and you could take it however you want to with that too. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not like, hey, you know, this is what it means. But I mean, you, I'm sure you guys had a you know an idea of what it meant to you, obviously. But as far as everything else goes, people can interpret that however they fucking want to, and it's really kind of cool how you guys did it. 
Yeah, exactly. We, um, you know, it, it just try to reflect the more fucked up ends of society. Um, you know, sometimes people that don't really get like the metal aesthetic or, or that kind of like the use of that kind of imagery and extreme metal, will see something like that and get like, you know, offended by it or, or think that we're like in, endorsing like whatever's going on in a particular, like there's, um, the, there's one image on that collage on the album where it's like a, a guy like holding a gun to someone's head. And that was from, it was like a, a, a rebel group in Turkey and, um, held a, a, um, a prosecutor hostage at gunpoint for like a week. And, um, you know, cause he was about to like, you know, like it, it, someone got killed in a protest and this prosecutor was going to let the police off easily, and, you know, and then the guy gets kidnapped and like held hostage by like this rebel group. And, you know, I think they killed him on like live TV and, you know, we put that image on there just kind of, you know, not, <laughs> not to support the guy getting killed or whatever, but just to kind of put up like, this is the fucking world we live in. You know, this is, these are the corners of the world that exist. This is kind of what trickles into our, uh, you know, what we want to, you know, not endorse, but just reflect. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think as soon as our album cover came out, we got like some, some comments on the internet. They're like, do you know what this image is from? Like, this is really fucked up. They're like, sorry, man. Like, yeah, it is really fucked up. And it's like, it's a death metal band. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, just looking at it and, you know, for those who haven't seen it yet, I mean, you guys can go to my website, theblackrosemedia.com and look at the uh, the imagery of it um, or you can go you know follow uh, Genocide Pact everywhere on their social medias but I mean you've got you know hostage um, you've got the hostage situation on two different sides you got the one on one side with the gun to the head and then you know two it looked like Islamic terrorist holding another guy on the other side and then you've got a mother crying over a you know a um, a casket then you've yeah. got a, a poor lady you know you know looking you know just kind of sad then you got Jesus Christ on the cross. Then in, behind everything, you've got the you know the suit in a hand, you know, shaking a, a skeleton hand. You know, to me that can mean many different things. But then, dead center, which I think is so fucking badass, and the imagery of it, and the or just the thought of it, it can be like I said, interpreted a thousand different ways. But this nice looking gentleman sitting on top of a you know a bunch of dead bodies playing a fucking cello kind of like orchestrating all of the, the chaos around him. You know, that's what it looks like to me is that he's sitting in the center of it and he's orchestrating all of it. And I mean, I might be wrong on that. It might just be something completely different, but that's what it looks like to me. And it, it just fucking speaks volumes and it's just like, fuck, that is badass. Just the imagery alone just makes you go, fuck, we do live in a fucked up society because this is all shit that's going on right the fuck now. Right, yeah, exactly. Hey, hey, do I have a second to take a leak? Yeah, no problem. I can go to a commercial break. <laughs> Sorry, man. No problem. All right, so while we're waiting on him to come back, we're going to go to a message from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out BetterHelp.com slash SIPod. Life is full of stressors. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Your life is probably stressful. I know mine is. Some days I question whether or not I want to get out of bed. Or hell, I question whether or not I even want to wake up. But thanks to BetterHelp, my days get a little bit easier. As someone who suffers from generalized anxiety disorder, yeah, sorry, dude. PTSD, oh. and bipolar disorder, I'm very thankful 
that I have BetterHelp on my side whenever I need them. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera you don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you may be able to gain. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Sucket Podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash SIPod. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash SIPod. All right, and we're back. All right. Um, but yeah, back to what we were saying. Yeah, that whole... Again, it looks, looks like an orchestration by this guy. And um, was that the intention? Um, I, I don't know if we would have said it in those terms, but yeah, that that kind of uh, is the image that kind of tied it all together. Um, and, uh, you know, because that one's a little more... Everything else is super fucked up. And then there's just, just this guy like, playing cello or whatever um kind of helps make it a cohesive piece so yeah I, I i like that interpretation of it i didn't think of it like that consciously but yeah that that i'd say is right yeah i mean but at the same time regardless of whether or not that was what you guys intended again that's what's the great about art imagery and music and all that good shit is we you know it's in the mind of the beholder. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm holding it in my hands, so it's mine to interpret however I see it. And, you know, and like, and I love that about art and music. You know, you can kind of crypt it to where it fits your own narrative and use it however you need to use it. Um, sometimes you can't do that because the point is so fucking, you know, in your face. This is what it's about. But sometimes there's that cryptic, you know, notion around it, and you're just kind of like, hmm, I wonder what this means. And then you can take bits and pieces of it and fit to your own life. And, you know, with this, there's so much to, you know, absorb that, again, it's, you can take it however you wish. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I do want to say one thing, though. Yeah, what's that? From a fan's point of view, not a not a, a person who works in the business as well's point of view, not a PR person's point of view, not a any no, just a fan's point of view. From one death metal fan to a person who plays in a death metal band, I want to say this. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for having a logo that we can actually fucking read. <laughs> <laughs> This is our second logo on this album. I think they've both been relatively, uh, you know, easy to read. But, um, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Sometimes it got a lot of, like, slam bands where it looks like it's, like, a thorn bush or something. <laughs> yeah. I guess there's a band name in there. One of the worst ones is um, another band that's on the same uh, PR um, company with you guys is Cattle Decapitation. Theirs is pretty, like, what? Huh. I remember <laughs> theirs being, maybe they changed it. I remember theirs being relatively. Uh, hold on, I just saw it yesterday. Hold on, maybe I'm, maybe, yeah, I think, hold on. I just saw it yesterday. Where's it at? There it is. Yeah, they changed it. Because <laughs> it's, yeah, you can't tell what the fuck that says. You know, there is a place for that. I uh, th That's not uh, the style that we wanted to go with, but, you know, there is, uh, there is a place for that. Oh, absolutely. There's a place for everything in this genre, and which is what I was getting ready to, you know, kind of go with next is, with that being said, um, you know, the logos, you know, whether you can read it or not, whatever, um, but then the imagery and then the the actual message inside of songs, 
you know, whether it's you guys, you know, talking, you know, being so blatantly out there with the, you know, the imagery there on the, or, you know, other bands, you know, just straight up talking about it in their music. Why do you think, because I love asking this question because it's one of my favorite questions to ask people. Um, why do you think that our genre, and I don't mean just metal, I mean rock in the whole span of rock. Why do you think our genre is the most outspoken when it comes to that, you know, to social issues, whether it be, you know, mental health, whether it be, you know, political issues, whether it be this or that? Why do you think our genre of, you know, just rock is the most outspoken when it comes to it? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I never thought about it in those terms. I guess other genres have their moments of outspokenness. Um, Absolutely. I, I'm not denying that. And I've said it before, but I think we're, the, I think we're the most outspoken about it. Yeah. Um, historically, I, I guess, you know, now in the Twitter generation, I feel like everyone's outspoken, almost like a little too outspoken. That and that's like kind of goes to like why we try to keep like our artwork and everything um to not be too like nail on the head is because it's like i feel like with with, with metal there there used to be a little more mystery to it and um you'd listen to like an early death metal band and you wouldn't know how they pulled it off um, you just knew that they did. Now I feel like everyone kind of gives their formula up pretty quickly and spells out what their lyrics are about word for word. And I'm guilty of having done that. And it um, just down to knowing like their thought, like every second, um, you know, I, I think it is good that people are outspoken, but there's, there's almost like a, Sometimes the music world feels like a lot of people talking and, and not a lot of people listening. And, and um, I, I, I do. But why rock music would be the most outspoken? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe because like I can't speak for like, you know, classic rock or something like that, but maybe for like something that's more punk or metal, you're probably dealing with some mental health issues if like that's where the world took you you know it's like if if you wind up being a person that like needs to listen to blast beats to get through the day like something fucked up happened <laughs> so it's like i think there's a certain um you know sense of like that that something about ordinary life is is so either mundane or frustrating or or um you know ostracizing that that I, I think people find a refuge or a community in um extreme music and uh i think people tend to be outspoken because in, in many cases it's something that's benefited people's lives in a, a positive way you know i remember like and, and, and like normal people i guess don't get that you know um you know it's like your grandma is never gonna understand why you listen to a band called suicidal tendencies or something and you know but you get it <laughs> and if that's what you like it, it's probably something that's that's um very important to you um so I, I think that people that have, you know, found themselves in a dark place and, and been able to get through it with, with um, heavy music or, or metal or punk or, or whatever it is, I think um, feel the need to, to speak up on things that affected them or, or whatever. Yeah, um, I completely agree with you on that. Because the thing about it is, you know, what you just said is exactly why I do this show. You know, talking about the mental health aspect of, of things, talking about 
quote unquote the dark side of music, whether it be mental health issues, whether it be you know drug issues, addiction, whatever. You know, these are all things that we listen. You know, we listen to music to escape. And occasionally a band will talk about it, or sometimes a band's really, really outspoken about it. Um, but those are like the major bands that have been around for a while that, you know, have some, have a message with what they're going on now. But a lot of the smaller bands, a lot of the bands, local bands, up-and-coming bands still struggle with that exact same thing. And I think yeah. knowing that as a fan makes us love the band even more. Because that means that even though you're across the country, maybe even across the world, you suffer and you deal with the same everyday issues that I deal with. So now we connect on a personal level. Fuck the music for a second. I'm going to love your music regardless because I'm a fan. But now we connect on a personal level and now I get it. It's not just, no, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a great breakdown. Oh, that's a great fucking, you know, verse. That's a great fucking, you know, chorus. Man, that's a great outro, whatever. No, now it's a... Fuck, I get it. And I think that is important as hell. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's kind of with, with just underground music in general, you know, it's like, especially when you're growing up, you know, everyone knows the popular songs. And if you feel like misunderstood or whatever, sometimes you find that band or that record or whatever that you feel like was just like written just for you. And uh, that, that's an important thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've come across that recently um, with a softer, you know, rock band, uh, the band Bad Flower um, out of, uh, where are they out of LA, I think they are. Um, Bad Flower is one of those bands that is very, very outspoken on their social issues as far as mental health goes. And their most recent album that was released a little bit over a month ago was, it felt like 100% it was written for me. Um, and they're more mainstream, so you know they, they definitely want to speak more about those types of issues. But at the same time, when you come in contact with stuff like that, regardless of whether or not it's mainstream or underground, you know, that connection, you you need to feel that connection sometimes. So I, I love it when that kind of shit happens to where I can say, fuck, this whole album was written for me. Thank you very much for being in my head. You know, when... Yeah, totally. Yeah, when you get to go see that band live, it feels like, you know, it, it in your head, it could be like, damn, I'm up there singing those songs to this crowd. It could be, you know, or everybody else in this crowd knows exactly what I feel. And it's just, it's a comforting loving feeling of emotion that is just sometimes overwhelming yeah yeah definitely um yeah it's funny it's like when i was a kid it was mostly like extreme music that it, that i would find myself um relating to the most or, or feeling like i needed these days it's god it's like bob dylan <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> so it's uh yeah i guess you know it, Everyone gets that. You know, I, I think there's probably other genres of music where, you know, I, I, I used to think metal was so much better than everything. The older I get, I'm like, you know what? Different people get something out of different things, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm still a big proponent of the metal and rock in general. It is better than other genres. But I look at it from a, te a technical standpoint. Like, you know, when four people or five people or even three people get into a room and they all pick up their own instrument and write a song together, I feel it's much more real and much better of a process than a technical engineer writing a beat on a, you know, inside of Pro Tools and then just some guy coming in and rapping or talking over it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'd have to disagree there. I mean, I'm a... I, I'm a big fan of, of, of certain eras of hip hop and, uh, you know, like, uh, I just think there's, you know, a producer like Jay Dilla or like someone like, you know, Notorious B.I.G. It's like uh, uh, the old stuff. I agree with you on it's I'm talking about the specifically the new stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of horse shit out there, but I don't know. I mean, I used to feel that way, but then I, I, I'm going to have to, 
say I, I, I think that maybe I just um, didn't uh, – that, that shit probably hit someone the same way that, you know, certain metal bands have hit me. It's just, you know, it's not my thing a lot of the time, but, you know, uh, uh, everyone's got their outlet. Every, oh, every, absolutely. Every, and I still and I still think it has its place. You know, I mean, we need rap music in society. We need, you know, yeah. R&B. We need pop. We need we need these synthesized sounds for a couple of different ways, reasons. Number one, that's what their, that person's art is. And who am I to judge what another person's art is? You know, I, I'm a firm believer in the arts. Now, do I still believe that rock and metal is number one? Absolutely. Yeah. But do I say sure. that you know rap, you know rap and pop is shit and it shouldn't be out there? Hell no, because I have a, I have a certain level of respect for it. But at the same time, right. I, I just feel, you know, there's more heart and soul and emotion, um, as a whole. Not you know because there's certain rappers and pop artists that are nothing but heart and emotion. Um, but as a whole, yeah. I feel, you know, we, you know, as in the genre, you know, just are more passionate in, in, in certain ways. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, one second, let me get my dog out. Hey, Cal, come here. Go outside. Yeah, your dog's got to pee. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, here's, here's a great example of what I, what I mean by that. Um, and I've said this example before, but like, say for instance, you know, you're the lead singer of a band, um, and, um, you go into a vocal booth and you just scream your fucking heart out and it's off key. It's, it's nothing remotely even close to being singing at all. Yeah. But you leave that vocal booth proud of what you did. And then the producer or mixer or whatever looks at you and goes, that was horrible. Get back in there and do it again. A pop artist would have to because that's what the perfection is. But a metal artist goes, no, fuck you. That's exactly what I wanted it to sound like because I that was pure emotion. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, you know, I think that's a, a, a place where um, metal and hip hop do have some similarity is because, you know, like people that growl into a microphone and, and people that rap kind of get that same kind of criticism from like my parents generation where it's like oh this this isn't singing this takes no talent this is bullshit oh rapping takes a lot of talent right and it's like so does growling but it's like if if you're the type of person that like wants to listen to something peaceful it's like both of those things are gonna I feel that the gangster rap and like death metal, like strike the same nerve with my mom. You know, like while they're like <laughs> completely different things to me, like she puts either of those genres on, and it's just noise to her. So it's, yeah, I, I think there is like some, you know, some similarities between anything that's kind of non-traditional. So yeah, no, I 100% agree with you. Um... And that's why when I said what I said, um, I, I use the specific, you know, genre of pop um, versus, yeah, because yeah. I mean, in rap, I mean, you're never going to hear that, you know, because again, it's not about singing in key. It's about, again, raw emotion and rhyming and this and that. So absolutely, you know, I, I could use that exact same example on hip hop versus pop because or, you know, rap versus pop because it's the exact same thing. Um, it, it's just, again, you know, it, it's that raw emotion and that connection that we need with the, with the, the fans sometimes. And again, I just think it's metal does a better job at it. I think rap does a fantastic job at it too. Don't get me wrong, but, yeah. but I think uh, metal does the best at it. Cause it, I mean, it's just so raw and I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. And it's just, it's unlike anything else out there. Yeah. Hey, hey Derek, um, just to give you a, a time for I got to uh, head out to night class in about 15 minutes. That is fine. So, 
because we'll be wrapping yeah, up here. Probably in... another five ten minutes to wrap. Yep, absolutely. That's a, that's yeah. my time frame too. Awesome. I only get an hour on Rock Rage Radio, so <laughs> <laughs> and I still got one more song to play, so we're good. Um... Right on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's all about the emotion. It's all about this and that. And, and regardless of whether or not I think you know this is number one or not. Somebody else sitting, you know, in the house next to me could feel completely different. You know, country could be number one for them or rap could be number one for them or whatever else. But the, but at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter what I think. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what they think or anybody else. Whoever is listening to that song, regardless of the artist or the genre at the end of the day, what their opinion that opinion matters the most. So there's literally 7 billion opinions about music across the fucking earth right now that matter the most. And that's, that's what's, and that's important because it doesn't matter what I think or you think it matters what we all think. And music is, it, it's so transcendent. It's just so powerful. As long as you're listening to it, it doesn't fucking matter what you're listening to. Just fucking listen to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, I, I say all this is like someone that like, I listen to a lot of different types of music and I play metal, you know, uh, largely because it's like what I grew up playing and that's what resonated with me at like a young and like difficult time in my life. And, you know, that's kind of what, that, that's what I learned when I was really impressionable you know, so, you know, when I was younger, I had a pretty closed off mind to anything that was, was different, but, um, uh, one second, my girlfriend just got home. So, booga booga. Are you trying to get me? I'm on a podcast right now. <laughs> we say ooga booga to each other to scare each other. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Yeah, uh, big scary guy. The the death metal the big skittle, time. big scary death metal man says ooga booga to his bunny bunny. Yeah, uh, <laughs> please edit that out. That is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it? Oh yeah, you know, the older I get, the more uh, different genres of music I have that moment with them, and in a way, it's like I feel like um, with metal, it's like especially when you're getting into death metals, like what's more extreme than the next thing? What's more extreme than that? What's more extreme than that? And you hit a certain point where it's like, all right, there's nothing is gonna, it's like the limit has been hit. And, you know, it's like getting into genres of music that I previously hadn't listened to. Um, I can have some of those moments in, in, in different ways. You know, where it's like there's an aspect of country that I never got. There's an aspect of, of jazz that I never got. You know, I, it in a way, it's like I have to dig into different genres to kind of like still get like blown away. Um, I get that 100%. Because I remember like, like, yeah, getting into like Metallic, but then getting into Slayer. Like, oh, this is crazy. And getting into deicide and then it's like then you start getting to this point where it's like all right what's more extreme than this and it's like you kind of hit the tap you, you kind of hit the top you know <laughs> and i think that's why we play death metal is because it's like we want to play the most ugly form of metal that we can because it's like that is kind of what we see as the role of of, of metal is to kind of to tap into that extreme side of of music which in turn taps into the you know the extreme side of the brain um for the fans oh totally which is which is needed it's just crazy that people evolved from like cavemen to building societies to like it's almost like like metal in a way is like a it's like a regression from like the progress of humanity it's like people go from like chanting in fucking caves or whatever to like building fucking offices full of cubicles to like send emails to each other it's like someone along the line had to be like fuck this like we're screaming in the microphones we're beating the fuck out of drums we're playing blast beats like we're making shit that is just 
disgusting and, and primitive. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's definitely our, our approach to it. That is an interesting way to look at it. I've never thought about it like that. That's pretty fucking awesome, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's kind of how I like to see it. It's like, a, you know, of course, there, there is like another side of metal that does try to like expand upon the technical side of things, but like, and, and and that's a art in its own right. But I think what we want to do is, is the kind of like, how fucked up can you make two guitars, a bass and drums sound? You know, <laughs> so like, um, and so we're, we're definitely a band and metal. Some people, I think, try to max out on technicality. We definitely try to max out on, on aggression. Um, it's more of a, uh, it is more of an emotional thing. It's like, it more of like a stuck in traffic fucking AC doesn't work and you're just fucking losing it. Like that's kind of like, you know, it's the best time to listen to a death metal song. Yeah. Or the worst, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. At that point you might want to listen to some Enya just to calm down a little bit. Yeah. Need to. Or a little bit of ABBA, you know, ABBA and yeah, whatever, whatever fits your your narrative at that moment. Just use it to calm <laughs> down a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> dude, Tim, you're a fucking amazing dude. Your band is fucking amazing. Um, the uh, the new album, I cannot fucking wait till December third to listen to the whole fucking thing. These first two songs are fucking phenomenal. Um, and I've appreciated our conversation over the last hour. And I, I cannot, like I said, wait to see what you guys do next. Cause um, it's going to be fucking pretty badass. And I can't wait to see you guys out on tour. I want to see you guys live. So um, being that you guys are just, you know, right down the road from me, I will definitely be at one of your next yeah. fucking shows. Yeah. We have a uh, two record release shows, December 3rd and 4th at uh, Comet ping pong. So um, thanks for your time, of course. And uh, yeah, since you're so close, um, come out to a gig, hang out, you know, meet in real life. Hell yeah. So you'll be at Comet Ping Pong um, December 3rd and 4th for this. Yep. I will try my fucking damnedest to be there. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah. Hit me up or, or hit up Liz and, and uh, I'll get a hold of you. Absolutely, brother. We will definitely do that. But um, have a good night at school and um, we'll definitely catch up again soon. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. One, you too. Bye-bye. All right, guys, and that was Tim from Genocide Pact. Uh, again, check out the new album, which is a self-titled. Again, it'll be out December 3rd. Um, it's going to be a fucking amazing-ass album. Definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. You will not fucking regret it. Um, I'm about to play you guys the second release so far off that album, um, and that's all. It's out until December 3rd, so definitely check it out um, if you like it. Definitely go and follow them on all their socials at Genocide Pact at most different places. Um, and uh, come back again tomorrow for episode three motherfucking hundred. Three motherfucking hundred. Three fucking hundred episodes of my stupid ass talking on the internet to you people. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for making it to where I can get to episode 300. And thank you so much for allowing me to speak my mind into your ear holes an hour every day. But until tomorrow, stay happy, stay healthy, stay fucking heavy. Here is Purged Flesh by Genocide Pact. <laughs>